Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And I'm Jason. Welcome to the Microbrew Review. This is episode 109. And today, I got a beer for each of us. Yeah? Yeah, I tried to, to hone in on what we like, or in my case, what I am challenging myself to, <laughs> to have more of. Um, this first one is a Belgian. Mm-hmm. It's called Bar Bar, and it is ale brewed with honey. So it's not quite... It's not quite mead, you know, it's not, it's truly a beer, it's truly an ale, um, but honey is the dominant flavor, and so I thought, as the girl who's trying my hand at more barley wines, more meads in my life, etc., this was a a good... How did you find this one? Because I know we used it recently for one of our beer dinners. Two, actually, because I... Well, right, but the first time we found it. Um... It was for one of our Belgian-inspired beer dinners. Correct. And I was looking for Belgian beers that were more exotic or more unusual or maybe that I had never even seen before but had good reviews. Yeah, because you'd put this on the list and I was like, mm, I don't think I've ever seen it. I think I may have heard the name before, but that was about it. This doesn't taste like a Belgian to me. And that's no, a I'm compliment, a... though, right? Coming from you? Yeah, I'm not usually a Belgian person, but... Uh... Well, and I got really close to doing the rules today, um, and I didn't because I knew you would be here, and I know how you feel about Belgian triples. So, I definitely get some of the blonde aspect out of it, um, but a little more, almost with the sweetness of a triple, but I think that's just the honey coming through. Right. What do you taste, Jason? It is sweet, but I don't get the honey Okay. on it. Maybe it sort of lingers the way, you know, like honey when it finishes. When you finish eating honey, it, yeah. it has that linger uh, taste in your mouth. It, it does. I very much get that. I that feel honey the need on the, on the back note. Yeah. I feel very compelled to point out that the color is absolutely honey. Oh yeah. I mean, it looks beautiful, and it, if it were in one of those little ramekins with some cheese next to it, I might not <laughs> know that it wasn't honey. Um, not even just golden, like it actually has that little bit of carbonated honey. Well, the carbonation actually makes it look like all the bubbles you normally see. In, yeah, uh, in natural the real honey so. has that yes. that bubbly. Yeah, it might be called bar bar, but you know the honey that comes in the little bear isn't really honey. <laughs> so the reason I was most interested in Jason's very specific palate is because it says an ale brewed with honey and spices, and then it enumerates some of those spices. Oh, so you're asking if I can tell what they are. Hold on. Like, give me an opportunity here. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Pressure's on. So you just yeah. found it online, basically. Uh, I didn't. Did I found it in the store. I, I just went to the Belgian section of the grocery store, which at the particular store I went to is quite large. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I started looking, especially realizing we had a whole dinner you know, people think Belgian double, triple, and quad, no sure. matter what. Okay, easy. All right, we'll throw in a Trappist that should be represented. What are some styles of Belgian beers that are truly made in Belgium, not American-inspired inspired Belgian beers, that would be unique for people who maybe really do drink a lot of Belgian beer? And that's this ale brewed with honey was definitely unique. Yeah. I remember when we served it for that first dinner, it was the first time I'd have it, and I thought it was very... 
pleasing. We've gotten mostly positive reviews on it from everyone that's tried it. We just had it at a, uh, a holiday party for a company, um, which actually segues into our next beer a little bit. Uh, so we'll wait to talk about that. But they all seem to enjoy it as well. This one so. we did use as a first course beer, and usually our first course Both beers. Both times? Yes. Yeah. Seven to nine percent. And in this case, it's right in the wheelhouse at eight percent. Um, which I think which I also remember because it was a little surprisingly higher than you would think um, I think the sweetness maybe hides some of that boozy flavor or it's just particularly well crafted well in Belgian beers in general are usually higher ABV True. I feel a little guilty because he's having a moment over there like I'm trying to think I'm trying to figure it out you're connecting that's why I was trying to keep talking chime in when he had all right those. lay it on guess. me okay um, I have two I have two one is nutmeg. Okay. And one is, I actually get a little bit of, uh, like a very, well, okay, a vanilla and nutmeg. And then I get a very small hint of peppercorn at the end. If Sounds I like breathe you're describing out a really good bourbon, actually. Through my nose. <laughs> if I breathe out through my nose after taking a sip, I get the peppercorn. Well, if you're going to read the description on the side of the bottle, I'm going to say the one that you missed in terms of ingredient is passion, because that was um, the last ingredient. You know, I did taste that in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little salty. Ale brewed with water, natural honey, bitter orange, coriander. That's yeah, the that one that I corn. thought that you could. Eh, I might, I might buy that. Wheat that's, malted. That's her. I don't really buy that. Piece <laughs> for the listening audience, we'll give it to you, but I disagree. <laughs> if this were trivia, maybe half credit. Um, wheat malted barley, holleratu, and styrian. I don't know what either of those are. Oh, that are. means vanilla They're both hops. Yeah, I'm no, pretty sure I was going to say. They're both hop varieties. Sorry, guys. Okay. I really like Hollertau. 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 Anyway, I'll let you see it. it so a complete fail is what you're, is what you're saying. I, I saw coriander and orange peel, and I thought that that was absolutely something you would recognize because usually you poo-poo it when it's in my Belgian beers. So but you were saying nice things. It thing. doesn't taste like a normal Belgian. So Yeah. Speaking of burnt orange peel, was it burnt orange peel or just orange peel? Bitter orange, Bitter actually, orange. yes. Uh, I've taken to hopefully starting to help craft the spring menu for the cocktails at uh, the bar that I work at, Jack's Firehouse in the city. And we did some uh, experimentation last evening and we're playing around with some of the drinks and I wanted to incorporate the monkey gland uh, with a new name. And oh good, it needed a new yes, name. Yes, it definitely needs a new name. Uh, but we kept the same basic recipe, and my friend Matt was looking up some stuff online, and he saw um, orange peel is really interesting because when you when you squeeze like uh, or twist uh, a peel, that stuff that comes out is actually oil, yes. and just like most other oils, it's flammable. Ah. So if you take a match and hold it over the drink and light it, and then you squeeze the orange peel with the the actual rind sticking out. Um, it'll burst into flame real quick and then you get this burnt orange essence and you can smear it on the glass and drop it in and you get this real nice smoked burnt orange. I feel like they did something like that when we went to Ranstead Room. Very likely. Yeah, That's okay. something that they would totally if do. If you're charging 14 or $15 for a four sip cocktail, chances are they lit it on fire first. So we're going to use uh, the Blue Coat Gin instead of the Aviation that we used the other evening and it's made with absinthe. So we're just... Uh, throwing around names and stuff, and one that we, it's a working title, but we decided it would be uh, New Amsterdam on Fire. Because <laughs> New York 
was called New Amsterdam originally, but right. absinthe comes from Amsterdam, and I don't know. We were just riffing on it. It seemed kind of cool. If, and could you tell our listeners what was in that cocktail that you made last week for our... Yes, it's uh, gin, grenadine, orange juice, and a very little dash of absinthe. And then it's made with an orange rind as well. It was, it was neat. It was weird because it was all shaken up. So usually when you have grenadine in something, I feel like it's, you know, floating or sinking or whatever. But I hate grenadine. So it's cherry. I, but it's, it's cherry juice. It's I mean, it's generally maraschino cherry juice, but... So sweet. It seems like a, an awesome job, by the way. Like, to just your job is to experiment and create new drinks. It was fun. And there's hard to come were up with Were there people at the bar who were benefiting from your mixology practice, or...? Perhaps some of our coworkers, but that would be <laughs> against the general rules. However, we needed some people to taste stuff. And there may have been some customers that benefited. So next time, put it on the website. No. <laughs> Professor you just gotta is be there. experimenting. Come out and play. <laughs> the mad scientist. That is true. It sounds like your hair should be kind of wild if it's going to be in that context. Can I tell you how many compliments I get from like random dudes about my hair at the bar? And that's not even in that section of the city. No, I don't even think they're hitting on me. They're like People just walk in and they're just like, whoa, he's got great hair. I'm like, thanks. I had lunch. I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Thank you, person. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. If it were fair, you could play it up and be all like suave and weird about right. it. But this is the real world, so that's... Well, I still just do I just push it back like Lancelot and go, oh, thanks. Now I have to wash my hands before I make yeah, a drink. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of that anyhow every time I wash glasses. Interestingly enough, if you do that and then put your hand I over the glass... I can write Oh, Indeed. That's, I don't want to know what that smells like, though. That would be kind of terrible. Kind of awesome. Burnt, well, yes, yeah, it smells like burnt bacon. Yeah. Uh, what my thought being more that burnt hair smells gross. And if it's your hair oil, is what that if I have like really delicious product like mint and lavender? Then it smells like burnt it's like, hand. It's like our fire smelling like juniper because we uh, toss in part of our Christmas tree to. That's right. We're green here at the Jones household. <laughs> <laughs> we recycle our Christmas tree by sending it up a chimney. Santa comes down, Juniper goes up. Wow. <laughs> anyway, let's drink some more. <laughs> the art for this next one is amazing. It's very cool. I'm impressed with, how, I, w I won't say how far they've come because I've never actually been there, nor did I know them back in the day. We, we, just because we used to drink their growlers and now we get their bottles. Right. You can open it. You don't have to awesome. let it sit. I can tell you when Well, let's, let's talk about it real quick. I just mentioned uh, we did a beer dinner for one of our favorite regular clients out in Harrisburg. And GK Visual. Yes. And we served them the, the Bar Bar as their, their opener beer when they got there. And they're always kind enough to usually uh, gift us with some sort of beer present when we get there, either for us to consume then or later. I remember they gave us the, was it two or three growlers of Pizza Boy? It was a lot. It was at least two growlers of Pizza Boy. And we part of the gift, or part of the, it. I don't know, tip, present, whatever it was, uh, was the growlers themselves. So it was not uh, an inexpensive tip for them to, to leave us, which was very generous. Could I segue into the fact that I know that we have some really unique and awesome clients, and also we love our job but I feel the need to point out that we have been tipped in some really random things. Like, we were tipped in tablecloths once, like a set of three matching tablecloths. 
They were great. We use them. We've been tipped in beer in almost every shape and size and form and growlers and yeah. It's great. Cash. Yeah, cash is good too. <laughs> cash is good too. Can't pay my mortgage with tablecloths, but I use them all the you time. You kind of can because you use that to do dinners in which we get paid in which some people tip us with cash. There you go. So it's like paying it forward. It's, it's a delayed, Once you got tipped delayed with gratification. Flash. I did. I saw some things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some very fleshy things. <laughs> I've seen things. I've seen things. <laughs> I can't unsee. I don't know that I'd want to unsee necessarily. Uh, so yes, this is Pizza <laughs> Sorry, Boy. Sorry, that was my segue. This is Pizza Boy, who we've only had from the Growler before. It is called Simcoe Samurai. This one is the Jason beer for the evening because it's a hoppy beer. And it but is made. Simcoe. It is bottled. It is Simcoe hops. We'll see how that works. Well, out. if you want, we'll save a little extra and, and we can we'll throw some gin in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you you don't that. have anywhere to be tonight, nor true. tomorrow morning. So. And I should point out that Samurai, the the rye part is spelled like a rye bourbon or bread rye bread or rye grain grain uh, and it is a nice reddish color 6.8 ABV I don't know if I mentioned that oh so it's a single then yes okay maybe well, it just smells really good because all of the it's definitely dark for an IPA it's very floral I'm I'm playing baby tomato give me a second you can share a sip from my cup if you'd like okay I might I might do a sip now and a sip later after there's gin in it just to see. Does does it Doesn't stand it up? Wow, it smells it's, really nice. It really does. And I think something to point out is, because it was a while ago that we recorded the other Pizza Boy one, is we were very pleasantly surprised with what we had. They had a spiced jalapeno one. One of the, the morning beer, like the more breakfast. Yeah, it's called Breakfast Stout. Uh, it was spicy and stouty and super strong. And really good. I remember just... And then the other one was called like... Like an archangel, or what was that? They were they were crazy. They were great. Go back and listen. I'm not I'm not a Simcoe guy, but I wholeheartedly recommend this one. Pizza Boy. We need to just the get Simcoe in the car Samurai. and drive. They're only like in Harrisburg or very close by. Yeah, it's we really should do a day trip out there. Because we could do a podcast. We could probably meet Berlin. Yes. Um. Every. Everyone I know who goes out there basically says it's insane and they're fantastic. And it's just a pizza shop with awesome brewing. Oh my god, it smells amazing. Yeah. Really also, I love good. the head on it. I'm sorry. I just it's it's holding its own for being a single IPA. A lot of times it doesn't have yeah. the same creaminess. It's got a huge amount in the middle, like I don't know, mid mouth. Like that's where all the complexity seems to be. It's really good. That is the best single IPA I have had in six months. Yeah. Easily. I, could see I don't drink a lot of singles anymore. That's why I could say that with a high degree of confidence. So Hop Slam is my one that got me into beer, but I think this would have done it as well if I had uh, had this first. Hop this Slam really should be good. any week now. I oh, actually told the local beer bar to keep an eye out, and they said they put in a request, but nothing is guaranteed. I was like, you don't have to tell me that twice. Just what as a the? brief homage to Cousin Max, I feel like we should point out the label art. It's beautiful. Which is very cool. It's kind of almost a robot-looking samurai warrior with yeah some sort of crazy minotaur helmet he's got hop seeds as his leg that makes sense it's like the uh the armor that goes over the greaves over your shin bones uh he's holding a samurai sword and then slung across his back is a uh a pizza uh I don't know, tray? Like board? The big like a pizza board? Pizza yeah, board. the big long ones that you stick into the oven and pull the pizzas out with. I'll have mine now, please. 
I for some reason when you were singing that I wanted to hear like the hop bones connected to the shin bone because <laughs> you're giving the. <laughs> so very cool. Perhaps we, I mean we'll we'll obviously take a photo and post it with this podcast. So check it out. If you live anywhere near the area, I don't think they distribute all that far, if at all. They might just be in their shop. I would go in and get this beer. It's very delicious. Yeah. Uh, Owls of Hamden, H-A-M-P-D-E-N, is actually the name of the like the pizza shop that Pizza Boy is a part of. Yes. So sure owlsofhampton.com. Pizza Boy, though, you'll find it. And also, if you're looking, if you're trying to look this up, it's Simcoe, and then Samurai is spelled S-A-M-U-R-Y-E instead of the normal It's spelled way. phonetically. Partly. Um, I will give you some good news with the delivery of this particular beer, actually, is that they tipped us in three beers that night. One was a Milbach, like a very unique right. sour that I went back and forth on whether or not to give that one as Jason's one tonight, but instead we did this. Do you do you agree now? Because when I said this is your beer, you were like, but yeah, it's no. Simcoe. It, yeah, no, I was very skeptical because normally I'm not a Simcoe person, but this is really good. We're three non-Simcoe people, I think, is a fair assumption. I've never hated Simcoe's like you do. <laughs> it uh. sounds so, so very judgy when you put it that way. No, it's fine. I mean, I, I do think that it is the more resiny, sweet flavor of most of the hops, and I don't necessarily crave that when I'm looking for an IPA. I do think that it can make a nice addition, especially if you're doing a blend. I'm going to say uh, the color of this one to me is very resiny. I would expect... Yes, but it is a red red rye India Pale Ale. Okay. Uh, just like the Sierra Nevada that came out this summer, uh, the flip side red, I think it was. Okay. Tasted, I won't say similar, but it was the same basic style. I'd say what distinguishes this from Hot Slam in terms of... Uh, I would put them... Uh, maybe on par with each other because Hop Slam has a little bit of a syrupiness to it um, and oversweet at times. They have another, has another 4% on it. This that, one does? No, or, this no. is 4% yeah, hop less slam. than yeah, Hop no, that, Slam. Yeah, that makes hop a lot slams. of sense. It's pretty hot. It's almost 11. It's really yeah. hot. That makes a lot of sense. And that's one of the things I really like about this one is that it, it doesn't have that syrupiness to it. And also on the um, exhale. And or burp. Um, <laughs> it is very floral. This one is very I have to tell floral. you that since that episode, every time I burp, I analyze it. Even if I'm just <laughs> like going about my normal life. It's not the greatest thing to do in a conference room, let me tell you. But, you know. There's a difference what are you between drinking a beer in a conference room well, for? Not, no, I mean every time I burp. End of sentence. Not when I'm drinking beer, but every time. Do you regret the garlic you had earlier today then? Uh, <laughs> It was really good kebab. <laughs> I mean, if she liked it then, there's no good reason why she wouldn't like it in the future. I would say all it in all. It has different notes, though. That's true. Garlic or the beer? No, just in general, the beer. Oh, okay. You, yeah. I was just going to say, I can enjoy garlic more than you can enjoy me eating garlic. That's that probably true. Another thing I think we should be rating beers on is um, like the mid-glass, how it tastes mid-glass. Um, because there are a lot of beers that you, you know, the first sip or two are really good. And then as you keep going, there are a lot different notes that come out that are strong or bitter. And maybe it's just because your tongue is not, you know, used to it. So it's picking up different things. I kind of disagree. Really? I very rarely love the first sip of a beer. Hmm. 
sometimes I would so disagree with you on that. Yeah. So wait, so you're so you're still sort of making the point though. If you don't love it at the first point, but then halfway through you love it more, yes. you still should be rating it Absolutely. differently. And a lot of times it's just there's so much if it's a even mediocre beer or better, there's so much going on in the flavor that one sip isn't enough for me to process it all. So I usually, it's sort of like, oh, okay, and I'll just get a few bullet points. And then I need, like, that sip three or that sip four before I understand the full tasting experience. I guess for me it depends on whether it's a beer I've already had or a new beer. If it's a beer I've already had, there's something about the anticipation of, I really like this beer, I'm ordering it because I want to drink it, and that first sip can be like... I'm never disappointed with my oh. first sip of Guinness, because I know exactly what to expect. And it's always satisfying, except for sometimes when it's too cold. Right. But, so I understand that, but... Because we were we were approached about doing a beer tasting. We didn't talk about this yet. Hey! Uh, we oh, were cool. approached by doing, about doing a beer tasting class, um, and one of the things that we sort of spent the most time on was how much because um, it was supposed to be you know the, a bite and a sip and i was like okay if what you really mean is like two, two bites ounces. and three sips or something because i was like you need to taste the beer first then you need to taste the beer with the food but one is not always enough to truly understand the experience mm. um maybe i'm becoming snobbish about that too but no, so Even when you go wine tasting, they put what looks like nothing in your glass, but as long as you're doing a nice, you know, airy, you can still get three or you four good it, sips. You slurp it, you swirl it. Yeah. Uh, so along those same lines, I had a couple come in last night, and she had just gotten done class. They were looking for food. Kitchen had closed like 15 minutes ago. I couldn't really help them out, but they decided to stay anyhow and have a, have a drink, which turned into two or three. And we started chatting about bourbon, and the gentleman was into bourbons, didn't know a ton about them, probably slightly less than I do, but I don't know that much. I know what I like. Um, but and that's girl, how we started with beer, too. Right. And the, the girl was like, I'm trying to like bourbon. So I just kind of went through my, my general spiel of, you know, the best way, you know, you have to have bourbons to start to like them. You need to acclimate your palate to them. Um, you have to, much like wine, like, she took a little sip of his and was just like, ah, that's horrible. And I was like, all right, you're not going to like this, but you need to take another sip and you need to, like, swirl it around your mouth. Like, you need to hit every part of your mouth with that bourbon. And you still might hate it because this is the first time you've probably had bourbon in a month. But you can't – you have to have bourbon regularly, I think, for you to start enjoying it. Or whiskey or Anything, whatever you drink. truly. Yeah. A beer, even. Or wine, Whatever. But you have to have it somewhat regularly so that you can anticipate the same could and appreciate. Be true for me, those in flavors. that tomato juice in my fridge, I'm trying to incorporate that into my right. Yes, and you have it every day for two weeks, and it won't be terrible all of it's a sudden. It's just like working out. Exactly. Okay, uh, so um, you guys keep talking. I am going to mute my mic, and I'm going to go put some uh, some blue coat in here. <laughs> and I'm going to see how it goes. Cool. I'll be right back. Do you want a separate glass for that so you don't... Are you going to bring enough for everybody? I'll bring... I can bring... Yeah, I'll bring Or oh, you just bring the blue coat. That's good, too. Yeah, I'll bring... That's what I mean. I'll bring the blue, blue coat. I'll be right back. I want to I wanna insert now the sound of, like, footsteps walking away. <laughs> but like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I just took care of it for you. There you go. <laughs> so, in the end, I ended up giving her just a little taste of the Pritchard's Double Chocolate Bourbon 
which I find has a very distinctive chocolate flavor, and she was not into it at all. To which I said, hey, maybe you really just don't like bourbon, and that's okay. There's no need for you to like bourbon. It's more for me, it's more for him. That's all fine. It's just a thing. Our friends who hired us to do the Belgian beer dinner were talking about what they're going to do this summer, and Evan said, we're talking about going to Germany and doing a Pilsner tour. And I was like, when don't hire that's us after over, that. don't hire That's exactly <laughs> what I said. I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I'd rather do like a tour of New England. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I would like to believe, and Jason has helped open my eyes to a lot of things that I didn't think I enjoyed. I would like to believe if I went on a a pilsner tour i would find a pilsner or two that i liked and if i went on a lager tour i would find a lager or two that i liked. sure but i don't want to spend two weeks drinking to find one or two that i like uh so i had my my little birthday shindig on monday in a in a quote unquote snowpocalypse yeah there was there was quite the the warning out there for 13 feet of snow of which we got like an inch and a half my aside to that is when someone turns and says you should make a speech, it would be wise to prepare a speech. <laughs> I looked at Jason and I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know why people were giving speeches. It was just my <laughs> birthday. I wasn't dying or getting married. But they sang happy birthday like seven That's times. Fine. There's so many I happy birthdays. I was ready to leave. I hate that song. So, yeah, you <laughs> But I got there relatively early and I made sure that all of my guests were well situated before I even ordered a drink. Like the food was coming out. Everyone else had a drink. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I not did good. the gin. You it's, did a lot of gin, though. I did the gin. It's not good. I would. I was going to say, because this is only a single, and you only put a shot in a whole pint of double Simcoe, and that's a double. So. Yeah, but I'm usually disappointed by only one shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like in the so. double gin co, there just isn't enough flavor to it. I don't get enough. Try mine. Energy. I didn't put very much in mine. Okay, yeah. You try mine and see how it holds. Jason has to polish off the rest of the beer just to keep up with the gin. Yeah, no, they're not. They're, I, I don't. I disagree. I like mine better than yours. I don't think it shines quite as much as it does in the double Simcoe. In that, right. in that case, how yeah, about you I just, just try? Yeah. Or try just Ian's. I'm gonna just try Ian's. No offense. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. I'm that not makes, sure what to do with the rest of yours. That makes sense. Ooh, it smells totally different though. So anyhow, everyone had their drinks, and finally, I was like. Can I get some service over here? I've been here for 20 minutes already, and everyone's got. It's partly because I was hopping tables, so I left the table, and then they got served, and then I jumped back, and somebody else got served. But I asked Cal if he would, uh, you know, please pick a beer for me, and he said, you know, what are you into? And I said, well, it's just it's my first one. Like I'm not trying to go crazy. I don't want the. You want to remember the evening, right? And also, like I didn't want a crazy, you know, imperial bourbon barrel aged stout to start the night off with. So he actually ended up bringing me a Pilsner, which was on their list, and I guessed it right away. But not because it was terrible. Uh, it was actually a very enjoyable Pilsner, all things considered. And was it was it done a little differently. An imported Pilsner? I honestly would have to go back to the list to look at it, because... There were several beers that, when the bottles came out that night, I couldn't even read They had a lot the of language. new stuff. This one like, was on draft, but I didn't... Uh, I think I looked at the list once that night and everything else. It's like people just started handing me stuff. And I was like, okay. That's how I knew Justin was the right server. When <laughs> yeah, I he was said, really good. I would like a white wine that isn't Chardonnay, please. He was like, that would be my pleasure. He didn't question it because um, there were several of right. us not ordering. Um, and like 
was it Robin that he started on a tasting journey? And he's like, all right, so we started with this wine for you this evening. So are you ready for your next one? Because I have an idea of what you should have next. And he wanted to move her from wine to beer through like an actual tasting experience. Nice. And that's pretty cool. I feel like I need to reconnect with everybody that was there because I was, I spent very little time with, with anyone individually. I, I was kind of jumping around so much and there was plenty of people that I didn't even see at all. So I kind of want to like, I want to see everybody's feedback and be like, hey, did you have a good time? It was half of a wedding. Yeah, it was, was like, say, it's very much like a wedding. Yeah. yeah. You have to go to each table and right. make your FaceTime and. Yeah. I felt more bad for people who didn't know you very well. Like. Like the boyfriends of some of my friends. Yes. Kind of like that because we're in our element. Like it's Tria. We know the menu. I didn't need to, other than maybe to figure out what particular sandwich Jason wanted because I never order paninis. You know, I didn't need to. How'd that sandwich work out? It was really good. With the spicy yeah, honey with mustard? The spicy honey mustard. Definitely. Good. Yeah. He saved me the crust. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I you like. You could have had your own. <laughs> uh, to, it, it, what was amazing to me, and I do not understand, I don't have the memory for this, uh, how he was able to figure out what each person was eating and drinking and keep track of that over the course of the night. Because I, I ordered a coffee, um, and then I don't remember if you told me about the sodas or if he told me about the sodas. I did. Uh, but then I ordered one and then the rest of the night he's like, okay, so non-alcoholic offerings, I've got X, Y, and Z. Like he could just tell that I was Or he's like, you already had the root beer. Would you like to try the ginger ale? And right. Yeah. Even really when good. we moved seats, he remembered that, which right. to me is even more impressive. Yeah. I, I see it, but I also, I work in that industry and there is, that was a lot of people. So it would be a little more difficult, I think. Jason needs another splash of beer in his because he makes no, a I'm face good. every no, I'm time. Good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Do you want to? Pour it out. Mm. No, no. Mm -mm. It's just that every time you sip, you make a face. Really? I have not noticed this. I'll have to watch. Well, that's experiment voided. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, based on the fact that I did taste Ian's and not yours, I'm glad I didn't taste yours because it really didn't. And I think part of it was the, didn't add anything. The to blue it. coat made it flatter. And I do yeah. really like the balance of carbonation to the body, and that was a, a bummer. However, the nose was awesome. To have that additional... The juniper. And blue coat's actually a little sweeter, so I wonder if a different gin might work nicer, like the aviation or the botanist. I realize I have a long way to go on my gin knowledge when we were out with Chris and Sabra, and Sabra's like, oh, I'm going to go use the restroom. Would you please order me a gin and tonic with an American gin? And I was thinking, how do you know the difference between, like, what does an American gin versus an English gin taste? Well, it's not different? always a taste thing. I mean, it often is, uh, kind of. But the aviation is an American gin. I'm big on this aviation. I just, I found it at Jack's the other day. It was down in the, in the, the liquor room. I, there were two bottles of it, but there was nothing upstairs, and I was just like. What's this guy? And they're like, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's use it. It's cool. So anytime people are ordering stuff, I'm like, how do you feel about this aviation gin? They're like, that looks pretty cool. Did you I'll find out that. if it's an expensive bottle or not? It's not. Okay. Um, which is part of why I picked it up for the other evening. It's not a cheap bottle, but it's very middling. It's like Eagle Rare. Okay. Uh, so just shy of $30, 27 I think, something like that. Is now a good time to ask what gifts you got for your birthday? I got some really nice gifts. We can talk about that, I guess. That's... You don't have to say so and so got me X and. Sure, I I mean I got a couple bottles of 
liquor, obviously. I got a couple nice bourbons, which I was really excited by. Which is funny, because in my brain I was like, ah oh, man, I bet I'm gonna get like a whole bunch of bourbons. But I never really told anybody that I wanted bourbon. Nor would anyone necessarily think like, I'm gonna get Ian a nice bottle of bourbon for his birthday. I feel like most people would be like, I'm gonna get him some really cool beer. Which is a perfectly valid assumption, and I did get some very nice beers as well. We actually got a second bottle of the Black Ops. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Nice. We haven't even had the first one, but still. <laughs> uh, I got some excellent personalized stationery, which is it's something beautiful. I very much wanted. Yes. We have to write Cal and Tria a thank you note on your personalized stationery. Indeed. I thought about that. I believe that, that would be appropriate. I might have to dictate it, though, and have somebody else write it with beautiful handwriting. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also got a brand new wallet, which I very much needed. I don't know if you saw it. Did I show it to I you? I did, yes. Uh, because it was the soft leather... Yeah, it replaced the one I had. It's pretty much the same style, but just not torn and frayed and holes poking out of it. So I was pretty excited about that. Did you, so I forget, did we actually go over the, uh, like what we did with Tria and all that um, on the podcast? I thought we no. were avoiding we mentioned it, it last week. We mentioned it last week, but we didn't really get to go into what the, what the event was going, how it was going to go down. How's that? Does that explain it? Sure. Do you want to talk about it? You mean from our outside point of view yeah, instead why not? of your birthday boy point of view? Um, so, well in advance, we had planned to have Ian's birthday party at Tria because he had been saving up credits to uh, use toward his tab there. And it goes for anything on the menu, so it could be... It's like a know, gift card, basically. Yeah. And when I say saving up credits, I mean for, for what, four years? At least four. Yeah, at least four. Maybe a little more. Um, and what was the percentage of that? I forget. Five? 10%? I think it's 10%. 10% of whatever you purchased? Yeah. I hope not, because you had what? And I don't want to talk about it. But then, well, there's other incentives as well that rack That's up. That's true. You earn other things. So sometimes That's you true. can like triple up in a single sitting without doing anything extra, without spending any more necessarily. So then he sent invites. Uh, like actually handwritten invitations to say 40 people maybe um, and it seemed like a, a good idea but it comes down to that best laid plans thing it was a Monday night in January so if you're gonna go take a large party to a bar a Monday night sounds like a good time and we planned it for after happy hour so there wouldn't be you know a whole ton of people there for for happy hour purposes However, as we were discussing the kind of blizzard, kind of snowstorm thing that happened, uh, people were panicking because we were supposed to get at least a foot of snow, and so people were leaving early on Monday and expecting not to work on Tuesday. And so if you live downtown, what do you do? You either go to the liquor store or you go to a bar, because if all you have to do is walk home, that's the best way to, to weather a storm. And uh, so instead... Hey, I have this empty glass right here. Oh, I thought it was on the floor. I was looking for it. Oh. I was clearly more interested in the bottle, though. It's a very beautiful bottle, I understand. Um, so what we had hoped would be a more Quieter quiet... <laughs> yes. Oh, Jason's making another face. This one was for Ian. Yeah. If oh, we each got fun. a drink tonight, mine was the Bar Bar, yours was the, the Simcoe Samurai, and uh, Ian's was the Narwhal, and... Not just because of that ridiculous price tag on the back. Yum. So, <laughs> girlfriend Kathy drank this on Monday to honor your birthday. Well, I bought it for her from us for her birthday. I like when you sign my name to stuff. 
No, I mean, I mean it. I'm pretty sure I put it on our card. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> oh, in <laughs> well, other words. No, it was when I met them accidentally at uh, the Greeks tasting oh, right. for port and the other one that's not port, but is the same as port. Yes, the Washington State Brewery. Port Brewing? Yeah. Yeah. But they have another sister company that's the same company. Real Ales or whatever, that. yeah. No. Okay. Anyway. They do... So I should take your credit stuff. card away, is what you're saying. Right. Anyhow, okay. we were chatting. <laughs> she came in. Her birthday was there. I knew they liked bourbon barrel-aged stuff, and so yeah. it's a beer that I really I didn't even taste it yet. I just smelled it and put hair on my chest. Yeah. So, so this is... Sorry. This is not just the Narwhal. This is the Narwhal uh, bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout from Sierra Nevada. 12.9%. Holy cow. Aged in uh, Kentucky bourbon barrels. Um, now, this is a mainline price, so by all means, depending on where you live, feel free to adjust. But I think it's not that far off. I don't think it was that outrageously priced. Well, it's not because you got it at the Greeks. If you got it in Ardmore, I would think maybe they would probably ask for 30 for the bottle. In Ardmore. Yeah. So this was just shy of 30. It's 27.75. But for I think I remember for a case, it would have been 25 a bottle. Okay. So the markup really wasn't that much. So, but you shouldn't have bought a case without trying it first. I would have totally bought a case. <laughs> I would have, sight unseen, because I know I know I, li I know I like Narwhal. I know I like bourbon barrel aged beers, and I can't imagine that Sierra Nevada would have made a bad one. Oh my God, that's yes. awesome. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Oh if I no, agree. that's fantastic. It's like, it's like beer bourbon. Yeah. It is very strong. It's very strong, but it's not. I want it with a cigar or a piece of dark chocolate. Dark chocolate would go well. I almost get a little salt on the end. I don't know that I agree. On the end in the back. No, I agree. I would agree with that. Again, I've had one sip, so that's where it comes down to let me try a second and see if it opens a different. That's one of the reasons why I think the first sip thing is, uh, like the first and mid sip are an important, not metric necessarily, the but way of. this is glorious. Because like a lot of people will try it and then stop drinking it if they don't like it. Uh, so that first sip, you can kind of say like, hey, no, you may not love it, but have a couple of more sips and, and you know, it I think that's back you. to Ian's point. You hated the first sip. Take another one anyway. Right. right. I hate Swiss cheese. Every time I take another bite, I wonder what on earth Swiss is wrong with is me. Swiss cheese is a useless cheese. <laughs> so this might sound a little counterintuitive. This tastes very bourbon-y, but not super alcoholy to me. I get a lot of alcohol. I get a lot. Of, I, I get a I lot don't. of alcohol, but not not like I'm sipping a liqueur. Like not like I'm sipping a shot. But I can taste it as a high ABV, but it doesn't taste boozy. It doesn't. It doesn't have a beer body at all. No, it's actually a little watery. You are out of your mind. <laughs> I was say, take that hat off because it's affecting your antennae or something. No, it's not very. It's not a very thick mouthfeel to it. Not for being a. For a 12.9% Imperial Stout. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to compare it to like 1050, so I'm thinking engine oil for I that. think the, the Simcoe Samurai had a thicker mouthfeel to it than, than this does. I don't agree with that. That's true. I don't agree with that. That's true. In terms of mouthfeel. So to me... Like but this, if they both tasted like nothing, this, this one, one is more watery. more watery. Yes. This one makes my tongue feel like... My tongue and the roof of my mouth feel like it's coated in something. Whereas I did not feel like that was the case with the Simcoe Samurai. Isn't that a finish thing more than a... See, for me, a mouthfeel is the texture of it while, while I'm... While it's in your mouth. Yeah. 
whether it's the carbonation or the, the heaviness. Whereas the, the Simcoe Samurai was creamy. Like it really had like a full bodied creaminess to it. Again, if I closed my eyes and drank this, I would still, you're going to no. pick up so much of the there's bourbon an, and the stout and the whatever. You're not going to be able to, but if it. There's abundant flavor, but I feel like the flavor doesn't match the liquid mouthfeel that I get. <laughs> Jason is so displeased. Nope. I really thought. I totally disagree. So it's so thick. I thought you like. That's what she said. Barrel aged <laughs> <laughs> Um, Is that not true? I don't really. No, usually okay. because it ends up adding a alcoholic flavor to it, and I don't. You really like love beer that. for beer. You I don't like want it beer. To taste I like floral beer, which is one of the reasons why I like the Simcoe. One of the reasons why I like the Hop Slam. Um, I like tasting like I'm I drinking flowers. Is it the big eye? That sounds terrible. I'm drinking potpourri. <laughs> he does like the chamomile tea, which just looks like I'm putting some potpourri into water. It does. Well, so the interesting thing I find about that is I really like double IPAs. I like the flower power. I like those those flower floral flavors as well. Flower I floral also flavors? Love, Say that three times. Yeah, I also love imperial stouts. And I know a lot of people that have... That if they like the one, they'll like the other. Like, I like double IPAs. I like Imperial Stouts. I like big, bold flavors. Now, my Imperial Stouts, I love it when they're bourbon barrel aged and they have that little alcohol kick to them. And in my double IPAs, I love floral. I love citrus. I love that stuff. This tastes more like a shot in a beer to me than when you put the gin in the Samurai. I can see that. What about compared to our episode where we actually put shots in beer? <laughs> I don't know if you kind of on par can recall that flavor. It was well, but most of them worked. They actually all worked. Yeah, some worked better than others. None of them didn't work. Can we do Correct. that again soon? I think we should. Sure, you want to? I mean, if you're experimenting and all that, yeah. um, that works. That's yeah. true. You can you can say it's for work. It's a business. Business move. Um, all I'm going to say is you have friends in this room, so even if you don't want to put it on the website, next time you're making free drinks, <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> I, could, I could send a text that way, yeah. Just saying. I already sent him my ideas for beer. Because figuring like out what beer to serve. Wheat. I want to put that in. The palm wheat? Yeah. That does sound good. We have it downstairs. A lot of the times when you see those, like the raspberry wheat, strawberry wheat, something like that, I always feel like it'd be better, uh, like French pressed, than the way that it actually ends up coming out. That the flavor that yeah, they're trying to highlight no way is to so sell that really. Well, you can sell it. I'm not talking kit. about like selling it so much as making it on our own to drink. Sure, I'm just saying, like as a brewery though, if you want to make a pomegranate wheat, you can't. Oh yeah, sell no pomegranate seeds with your beer <laughs> and be like, yeah, hey, just throw these in. I feel like Adroit would do that, though. They would. Adroit They'd would be like, do that. here's a packet of, you know, essence of pomegranate that you have to light on fire and I was going to say, I can see them saying more like some crazy wicked New Orleans yeah. backwoods. There's also somebody's someone, soul in here. Yeah. Blessed <laughs> this. Yeah. Walked it from New Orleans to our brewery in Purcellville and then, yeah. Apparently, Adroit Theory went British towards the end of that <laughs> sentence. Impossible. <laughs> no, I think, uh, yeah, I feel like that, that's almost something that really hasn't been explored by a lot of places, is just r putting things into the beer. Maybe not even French pressed, but just something you actually like put into the beer. Adroit Theory does it with some of their stuff where you put the sugar in. Um, but I wonder if you could put I mean, there's just plenty peppercorns of places in that the beer. Put 
frozen blueberries and their blueberry wheat. Sure. I don't think blueberries have that much flavor to begin with. So putting yeah. frozen ones in, you're not getting flavor out either. Um, if you were to muddle things, it might end up doing that more. But then you're but also... But it doesn't look pretty and it, it takes time. And yeah. So something we should try. I also don't remember all the combinations we did. But we should take a narwhal and put a shot of Kentucky bourbon in it. That's a very good idea. Just to see. Because it would be way cheaper. We have Kentucky bourbon. You want to try it? Well, no. He well, means a straight-up... A, a non... A, like a the regular non Just the regular stout. Okay. Or the regular imperial stout, I guess. Which is always a little pricey, but never this expensive. Okay. So... And it comes in, you know, a 12-ounce bottle. If okay. we could get the, this flavor out of that without the aging time. Which reminds me of... I just saw a Kickstarter, and it was for... I don't know why it's a Kickstarter, because I've already seen them for sale with other companies. Okay. A lot of people are doing Kickstarter that way now, though. Like, it's, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous, but sorry. Uh, but it was, um, I think GK had uh, one of them, which we saw briefly. But it's like a, a barrel stave that you add to your bourbon to basically age it faster and make it better. So you can take a less good bottle of bourbon and you stick this, because that's what makes it better is the, the aging process in the barrel. So I want to make this relevant to Jason. I want to be able to buy your Glenlivet 12 and put this thing in it and have it taste like the 18 in right. six months instead of six in years. In two days. Really? Yeah, is what they claim. And, I mean, they did some, like, blind taste testing with world scotch experts, and they were all like, oh, this one, I don't know the difference. I can't tell which is which. How true that is, I don't know, but I do believe... I'm pretty sure I saw this as the plotline to a White Collar episode recently. <laughs> yes, we really did. He <laughs> hates White Collar, FYI. I don't really hate it. I just, I don't love he it. He finds it, he can't... <sighs> too ridiculous. Oh, it's absolutely too ridiculous. He went from one episode being, uh, being apparently able to, with no experience whatsoever, completely replicate the taste of some incredibly rare bourbon, and in the next episode be able to carve marble, marble. like a master <laughs> carver. And all he ever has to do is stay up overnight and he can do anything. <laughs> it's done, yeah. 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 So clearly I could never be good at anything because I cannot stay up for 24 hours ever. No. I don't care what the... I think I did it once. No? Uh, yeah, there was once. Once? There were well, two girls involved. Oh, wow. But I didn't make it On through... On the podcast, she said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's not... And then uh, I highlighted it. <laughs> <laughs> and I also drove home from Pittsburgh. That's true. And I, and I went right to work. Yep. So yes, I. There were twice, twice in thirty years that you stayed up all night. One of them was very worthwhile. The other was not so much. <laughs> I'll let you decide which is which. Okay. As our listening audience. He loves driving. I, love, <laughs> I really, I really driving. do love driving. <laughs> okay. Ahem. Someone talk about anything else. I got nothing. I don't love. I do not love this. Um, I really don't. You, I was going to say, pour no, it in the No, I'm going to keep drinking it, but I don't love it. <laughs> but he loves the way it makes him feel. Mm -hmm. We have more Simcoe Samurai yet, we don't do. we? We do. Actually, yep. no, I am going to pour this out yes. because I'm going to do pour it Simcoe out. Samurai. But no, I'm going to pour it into your glass. Give a good Please rinse because I can't imagine what yeah, the two no, of those the together Simcoe would Samurai taste like. Simcoe Samurai is not going to do really? as well. So what are some of your ideas, Jason? What would you like to do for if we were going to do a shot in a beer? Um, no, I think we'd need to do some research to figure out what works. I think we've done the Simcoe thing, right? I sure, we and we did the vanilla vodka. We did vanilla vodka and Guinness. Mm -hmm. We did the Simcoe and gin. We did Sierra Nevada and Eagle Rare, I think. 
So the, we did Sierra Nevada and something. I'm pretty sure it was Eagle Rare. I just Sorry I thought about that. Sierra Nevada was just their normal pale ale, right? Yeah. Because I wanted a really basic one, and then I wanted to add. I'm almost positive I did the bourbon in there. Okay. Let's do uh, let's do peppercorns in. Uh, you have to find some good fresh ones. Some good peppercorns in what? Like a not a hefeweizen. Wait, are we doing? Like are we doing another one. French press episode or another? No, just actually putting it in. Like, just have it sit there. Well, but that's not the same as a shot in a beer. Right. No, it's not. Oh, were you talking shots? Uh, we thought oh, you were talking shots. No, I was thinking, like, actually put something in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, put peppercorns in there. Oh, it sounds like a French press. Episode. Yeah, it's a French press. We well, did two of those see, already. So what I'm thinking is something where you can just sprinkle something like a into the glass. Like Right. And as hmm. you drink it, you just make sure you're not drinking the whatever is in there. Or sort of like, you know, when you put raspberries in champagne. That's what I'm thinking. Where you still drink you it well, with the raspberries Well, then you definitely drink it. it, yeah. But you don't... You don't drink peppercorns or... Right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. No, we were we were hearing something different than you were saying. I mean, we can do the shot thing, too, but... I would try that again. I thought that was a good episode. It worked out way better than I thought. So, I would I would do some research. Not yeah. just your... More Simcoe. <laughs> it's like, redeeming qualities. My night just got better. Channeling my inner Jim Gaffigan there. I, um... Hot pocket. That was a creepy Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you're both redheads, that might be all you have in common. True. Um, I have a, another IPA in the fridge for him. The one, the... Oh, the smell on the Simcoe. The large format. Is it another Pizza Boy? Is no. It another... You bought a case of it. Cool. Thought it had a fish theme. Oh, the uh, Ballast Point. Yeah. Or no, the Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Big Hairy Eyeball. Big Hairy Eyeball. I it's have not that. really an IPA. It's just a nail. Oh, I thought he would like it. But now that we put the bar up here on Simcoe Samurai, he might not really be as impressed. Yeah. All right. I'm afraid to ask this because I think I know. Favorite beer for the night? I think everybody should go out and get some Pizza Boy Simcoe Samurai, because this is flippin' phenomenal. I think everyone should buy me a bottle of Narwhal. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, again, not, not as common as I wish it were. I thought all three were good in their own right. So I'm guessing part of what I'm saying is we have good taste, since I did pick one of these for each of us. So you're saying you have good Yeah, taste. you do, and that's what you're... Well, we'll pat on the back. <laughs> if you're going to put it that way. I, I did a great job tonight. Yeah. The smile on her face right now is um, so I wide. <laughs> will say the Simcoe Samurai was my favorite. Yes. And it might have been Jason's beer, but it was, it's just, ah. It's and complex. It, floral. It, there's so much there and it brings it for six something percent. Like so often you have to go Imperial before you get that depth of flavor. And I love I mean, the mouthfeel. It's not a small. It's not light. But yeah, like he said, he was comparing it to his to his hop slam. Yeah, he has three of those. And I've he had a few years of hop slam that are not that were not spectacular. Yeah, but I'll say that I have just had one of those exhale or burps as we call them, <laughs> and the gin and Simcoe. <laughs> I was is trying still to did you see the, how I tried to soften it. Like, yeah, on the exhale, it's still the, the overriding exhale. flavor that I'm getting, even though I've been kicking back with this narwhal. That's. That's saying something, because that Norwell is... Yeah, but we again... We have company coming in a half an hour. I think we should put a cork in that and let them try it, too. 
should we? If you're willing to share. <laughs> if you're willing to share. Or we could put a straw in it. Nice. <laughs> Pour it over some ice cream. Actually, that would make delicious ice cream, just like in it the would, ice cream yeah. maker. That would be pretty awesome. Because bourbon, I, you know, like, yeah, bourbon with ice cream. Is awesome. Yeah. And we make stout ice cream before. We have some, don't we? Don't we have or some? we can make this into a syrup to drizzle over vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream? No, my dog ate it all. Oh. Probably shouldn't feed your dog ice cream. She loves it. What? They're not supposed to have ice cream. Well. No. Jason they, takes her the, to the, the ice cream The ice cream shop. places like serve doggy bowls of ice cream. Ooh. It's not chocolate ice cream. <laughs> yeah, chocolate ice cream is bad. Vanilla ice cream, though? I wouldn't do like cookie dough or rainbow sherbet. <laughs> sherbet? <laughs> what? That's how it's spelled. That's how it's spelled. No. no, it's turbid. There is no second R. The in second turbid. R is silent. Truth. Unlike me and licorice, this is true. <laughs> Why do you still say it that way, even though you know it's wrong? <laughs> yeah, you're not helping the argument when you Making go through one of the choice. weird things that you say. All right, guys, our Facebook numbers have been climbing. It's awesome, and uh, we hope to very soon have on our new friends' um, homebrewed events. Oh, we are working out doing some classes and tastings with them in the greater Philadelphia era over and the next few weeks. our old friend Logan as well. I just yes. looked up sherbet yeah. on dictionary.com. Sherbet. That's probably because it's the British pronunciation of sorbet, basically. Whatever. Where they also remove the offending letters. <coughs> uh, so we're at facebook.com slash dashing rogue. I am on Twitter at beermistress. I'm at dashing underscore rogue. Jason, you're going to pretend you're tweeting yet? Sherbet is actually Turkish. <laughs> From 1595. It's like having girlfriend Kathy on. She's so good at being a fact checker. <laughs> yes, but sorbet is a French word that is very similar. But sorbet and both. sherbet are not. I mean, they, they start with an S and end with a T. What do you want from me? They're the same basic thing. Dashingrogue.com, and always you can get my recipes and beer pairing ideas at beermistress.com. Jason looks like he has one final thought to impart. I just, the, the example for sherbet is nobody much likes sherbet, but when it came to, but when it changed its name to sorbet, it became suddenly chic. <laughs> well, forced. there you have it. That was the fakest laugh of any laugh I've ever heard. <laughs> of all the laughs. Of all the laughs. The history of laughter. Channeling Guardians of the Galaxy now. Oh, mm -hmm. I didn't see that. But I was Good thinking movie. more like the last scene of The Princess Bride and the history of kisses. <laughs> there have been three that, oh, no? Okay. I'm that was a fake laugh, too. <laughs> What's going on? What is happening? Oh, I was mimicking Vizzini. Yes. What is this? Vizzini is Bride. the small, bald guy from the Italian from Princess Bride. The one that he has the dual. You only the, thought the, I the chose sitting wrong. Dual. Yes, yes, that one, yeah. The over Iocane That's what's powder. so funny. Spoiler, he poisoned both. Oh, that was only 25 years in the making. All right, let's Until next kill time. This. <laughs> We're going to go have a Princess Bride battle. This nope. is Shannon, your beer mistress. Well, Professor. And I'm Jason. We'll see you then.